in the know for Monday, November 2, the 307th day of 2020. There are 59 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you to in the know at K105 on Litchfield Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. One day until Election Day, the countdown has almost become complete. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Here's my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. Can I ask you an important question? I really don't know the answer to this question. Really? Uh, not entirely. How do you feel about the McRib? Uh, um, hmm. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a big fan. No. However, I can see why people do like it. Mm-hmm. I'm really weird about meat. Yeah, it goes either way, though. I mean, it's you either all all in on the McRib or you're all out on the McRib. Uh, it's coming back for the first time since 2012 on December 2nd. I guess I will be the all out. So you have about a month to figure it out whether you would be participating or not. The McRib back for the first time in eight years. We probably need it this year more than ever. She's the pride of Pumpkin Center, the heiress to the great mini burger fortune. She's very Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty Embry Thomas. Hey. hey. How's Misty? I'm well. <laughs> well, are you cold? No, not anymore. Are you well rested? Yes, I am. I woke up an hour before my alarm went off this morning. Mm, I didn't wake up mm. a full hour before, but certainly before the alarm yeah. because uh, about twenty minutes. My, Just yeah, my internal clock says you, your internal <laughs> clock says it's supposed you're supposed to be getting up now. Yeah. Um, so it's day daylight saving time has come to an end. Yeah, between hormones at forty four and uh, internal clocks. Yeah, I can and take children? it and shove it. Small. <laughs> Small children. I don't have small children. <laughs> so, uh, so how do you like daylight saving time ending already? So far, so good. I mean, that's the thing is you wake up rested mm-hmm. the first and the second day because you think, hey, all right, it's not too tough to get up when you're supposed to. But uh, then by about the third day, you say, hey, um, I'm I'm back 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 to normal. Yeah. But what did I, air. What did I say last night? It was like, what time is it? Because it felt like. 8 p.m. So this it was happened. only like 5.45. Yeah, this <laughs> happened to me yesterday morning. So I was in Kokomo an hour ahead. I didn't know if the clocks had automatically changed themselves. And then I'm trying to compute what time it is at home so I can get on the road. So I told Jason, I said, what time is it? Because I feel like I have three hours that I could be messing with right now. And it took us a minute to figure that out. The biggest hassle was that uh, all the farmers had to go out late Saturday night and set all their roosters back an hour. I know. It's so hard. To see the to see the farmers chasing those roosters <laughs> around the barnyard, that you all roll back. I don't want to hear you all tomorrow all morning. Never readjusted a rooster in his shows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are some people that when you roll your clock back, you mm-hmm. have to do everything for the next hour exactly. You have to say everything you said and do everything you did the previous hour, like rewind to, to make things mm-hmm. line up. And many people don't know that you get four and a half percent. 
interest on your daylight uh, time that you save. When you do daylight saving okay. time, you get 4.5% interest yeah. rate yeah. at the bank. So you just inquire and just tell them, I need my 4.5%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, frosty, sunny start to the week. A warming trend. If we can get beyond today and tomorrow it gets a little better and then Wednesday even better than that, a warming trend begins to, uh, begins Wednesday as sunshine and a southwesterly wind will guide our highs to near 70 late week. We'll keep things dry and mostly sunny this week compared to be the opposite side of the coin from last week because it was very wet Monday through Thursday. We'll see sunny today, a high of 51, mostly clear and 38 tonight. Election day forecast is a high of 63, so it should be pretty nice tomorrow. And then, as we mentioned, things getting better weather-wise Wednesday going forward. So here we are, one day to go. It's been a long time coming. Ooh. Does it not seem like this election's been going on well, 20, since 2016? Yeah. 2020, has, we're in our fifth year, 2020, so. But doesn't it seem yeah. like that President Trump has been running for re-election for a long time? Has any, though? It seems like it. And then, you know, there was a period of time when we had uh, 24 or 25 Democrats who were running for president. Yeah. And so that process has taken seemingly at least two years to yeah. get down to the convention to where we got one. And then that's gone on for, you know, five or six months. So. Uh, you got big Senate race here in the state. Um, I don't know. It's I I I, I don't. I, I got to tell you, I, I'm like a lot of Americans. I'm anxious about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to. Uh, when when you see that the Empire State Building, mm-hmm. they boarded up around the bottom of the Empire State Building, when they don't even necessarily know, like national retailers are boarding up their stores. Because so do they know something I don't like? Do they think well, if one if one outcome is likely to cause us to need to protect our buildings, mm-hmm. but one outcome is not, do that then are they betting and saying well we think we know which one it's going to be? I don't, I don't know. Um, just a lot of rhetoric about tomorrow and what we will know and when we will know and is it going to be a landslide? One way or another, like could there, is it potential that there's a landslide in our? In, I don't think so, right? No, I don't, I don't guess so. So, uh, you find you found uh, Leader McConnell and Amy McGrath making their final pitches to voters over the weekend. Uh, she was still active as of yesterday, and so I, I don't, I don't know. I, it's, I, I wish I did, but I don't know what to expect. I have never been to an actual store that's been boarded up, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever rolled up on where they boarded up a store because of potential riots? No, I have not. Okay, no. so that happened to me a few weeks ago when um, the Breonna Taylor um, information was coming from the grand jury. I was coming back through Kokomo and decided to stop at a particular store to make a return, and I was on this side of Indiana, and it was boarded up. And it's very surreal when you come from a small town where there's not a lot of um, outcry, political outcry or rights or those things, to go into a city where they are preparing for that, it jolts you. Mm-hmm. It's it's The couple of protests that we had here locally over the summer were relatively were peaceful. peaceful. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So well, I guess they were peaceful. Yeah, you know? yeah. and it's a, it's a different atmosphere, and it's a tangible atmosphere, the fear level that people are living at, that things could be destroyed, things could be harmed, things aren't going to go the way that they want it to or they need it to. Um, 
it, it was a tangible atmosphere. So I say all that to say this. I'm thankful I'm right here tomorrow because I wouldn't want to be in a city where the results aren't what the majority of the people want. Yeah. Uh, 3,000, let's talk about COVID, 3,400, by the way, I guess I should tell you, um, coverage tomorrow evening on K105, um, on 103.9 The Moose will come from Kentucky News Network and from Fox News. You'll be able to get Grayson County totals at K105.com. And because of the, uh, I think they would call it bifurcated results, where we're going to get various results at various times of the week, we are we are going to give you at K105.com the totals that are released tomorrow, which will be the in-person and the early. So our understanding is the uh, county clerk's office will release the precinct by precinct, in-person, day of, and the early voting totals tomorrow. And the absentee totals will not be released until late in the week, is my understanding, because they're going to use all of the the absentee uh, ballots that came in and process them at one time and give you one lump total, then a portion of the total that are already there, and then a portion that come in. They, th- that's, that's my understanding of the way that it's going to happen. But no matter whether that's correct or it's not correct, we will not know until sometime on Friday once mm-hmm. the final mail has run on the election season. Will that will those final few ballots that come into the election into the courthouse make a difference? No, they are unlikely to. But the fact of the matter is, is that you'll not get a certified sealed total that says this is it until late this week. So we will give you what we can give you when we can give you, but there will be nothing official about it until the end of the week when the it's all been yeah. wrapped up in a bow. Yeah. If you're making nachos tomorrow. It could be premature. They want to hold off. Yeah, I think we'll have a pretty good. Thing. We'll have a pretty good idea. And again, you know, except for a city council race, I think most of the conclusions are known mm-hmm. in Grayson County for tomorrow. But that, but we don't live independently right. of all the other counties and all the other states. So we'll be paying lots of attention, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, Three thousand four hundred nine cases of coronavirus reported over the weekend. Between Saturday and Sunday combined, one hundred eight thousand six hundred forty-two is now the total. Uh, the rolling seven-day positivity rate is 6.14%. 994 patients hospitalized in Kentucky as of yesterday, which is up. 250 ICU patients, which is up. And 136 people on ventilator, which also is up. Red County restrictions going into uh, Red County, Red Zone recommendations begin today in earnest, which to me, is almost a week too late. I didn't realize that the governor was giving counties um, a week to say, you know, that they were giving them a ready, set, go on the recommendations that they announced uh, last Monday. But again, recommendations, and people are, you know, trying to grasp with what to do and how to do. And he said that, um, the governor said, if you're not alarmed by these record COVID-19 cases, you should be. He said, I know we're tired, but if we do not get the spread of this disease under control, we risk a darker, more deadly period this winter than we ever experienced in the spring. And uh, in Grayson County specifically, we are, Grayson County is in the red now. The rate of occurrence shows that its average daily cases per 100,000, so per capita, 
over the previous seven days stands at 32.4, which is over the threshold of become red at 25. And so we have a lot of uh, friends and neighbors that are experiencing the same. Butler County is in that category. Hart County is nearly off the chart. Uh, Hardin County, Hancock County, and LaRue County also has a very high number of cases. You know, there's enough data now. We're so many months into this that it's the, the data gets confusing um, because you you can spin you can spin data sets over a certain period of time in different ways that you want to and so if you look at a certain period of time you say well that looks pretty good and you convince yourself oh, okay well we're pretty good and then if you you look at a data set that's over a specific period of time you know like another period of time then you get a you get a completely difference a uh, different feeling and perception and so you walk around kind of with that ideology as well like for instance only four deaths announced yesterday only four deaths compared to what so if you just heard that one day number oh well only four people i mean we had 18 the other day so that's a lot less that will give you an improper sense of security or feeling right. on the what's really happening here in kentucky and so i i guess what i'm asking folks to consider is You'll remember when we were 30 days and 60 days and 90 days into this and the, the daily numbers that we were talking about, you know, we said, oh, gosh, there were there were 100 new cases today. And now we've become complacent at 1,800, 1,900. I mean, we're, they're going, it's trending in the wrong direction mm-hmm. now. Mortality rate seems to be a little bit better, but we're just getting into a rough period of time on the calendar because we've not been through a winter of this, and we're getting ready to enter the winter of COVID-19, and we can tiptoe and see 2021 from here. Uh, Dr. Anthony Smith, who is the chief of staff at Twin Lakes Regional and also uh, involved in Litchfield Pediatrics, said the real risk we face is running out of health care resources as we get a surge of uh, COVID cases in Grayson County. Twin Lakes Regional has 75 beds, 12 of which are currently reserved for COVID-19 positive patients. At one point in time last week, they were uh, providing care to 11 people, which was a high. And so um, this is the, you know, these are the concerns. And your healthcare professionals are begging and pleading. The governor is begging and pleading. Uh, I just think it's hard to argue with well, the data that pushes their capacity because they can only have 12 so you're getting to very close yep. where will we put you absolutely so uh other news police are looking for the man responsible for robbing days pro bass at gunpoint saturday evening the Grayson county sheriff's office responded to uh peonia road in wax a few minutes after nine saturday evening two male clerks said a man wearing an all black and uh and Wearing all black and with a black face covering and cap, entered the store, walked to the counter brandishing a handgun, and demanded money from the cash register. The clerks complied. The man left in a gold SUV driving west on Peonia Road. He was in and out of the store in under a minute. Uh, he's described as a white male, five nine, uh, between five nine and six feet tall, and a slender build. So, if you saw anything, law enforcement would love to hear. From you, the Grayson County High School cross-country teams wrapped up their regular season on Saturday at the KHSAA State Championship in Paris, Kentucky, not Francais. (laughs) 
I mean, I know we're doing things differently in 2020, but we didn't <laughs> we didn't send cross country kids to Europe. Although it would be a fun be place nice, to run, right? I would assume. Right. In the boys' race, the Cougars finished in 17th place overall, led by sophomore Peyton Nash, who ran the 5K in 1729. In the final race of the day, the young lady Cougar team brought home a 24th place overall finish. So good for them. Yeah. Um, it was. I'm glad they got to run Saturday morning instead of this morning. It would have been a cold. It, was cold it would have been. Morning. It would have been cold. The Western Kentucky Hilltoppers uh, went out to Provo, Utah, and got routed by BYU, forty-one to ten. The Toppers did manage to score a touchdown and a field goal on the game. The, it was not a good weekend for college sports in Kentucky. The U of L uh, Cards lost to Virginia Tech, forty-two to thirty-five on Saturday. The UK-Georgia score wasn't nearly as bad as uh, we feared that it could be uh, with the Georgia high-powered offense number five. Uh, Georgia has now defeated Kentucky in 11 consecutive games with after a 14-3 victory over the Cats in Lexington. Young Mr. Sam Gormley is super excited and happy that the Bengals uh, upset the Tennessee Titans yesterday. I think 31-20 to was the final, maybe. And so the uh, that that was a surprise victory, I yeah. think, for the for, for the Bengals. Now the Titans will host Chicago on Sunday. The Bengals have a much needed bye week this week. And Chase Elliott won the high stakes NASCAR race yesterday to earn his first career berth in a championship four. It knocked Kevin Harvick out of the uh, playoff picture. But there will be one final race coming up this weekend for all the marbles to figure out who's going to walk away with the uh, NASCAR championship for the season. So there you go. Lots to come. Got to get to a break. When we come back, State Representative Samira Hebron is here. We're going to have a conversation with her one day ahead of the election tomorrow. So we'll have uh, we'll talk to her coming up here on In the Know. All Souls Day. It's Plan Your Epitaph Day today. It's Deviled Egg Day today. And it's Cookie Monster Day today. Like uh, biscotti. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, it's so good. Cookie Monster. That's the Italian Cookie Monster. <laughs> he likes biscotti. Uh, Samara Heaven is the 18th uh, district representative for the state of Kentucky, serving the people of the 18th in the legislature in Frankfurt. We welcome her back to the program here on Election Eve. Good morning. Welcome back. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. I get you were talking about you. I think you were asking if we're uh, if we have anxiety or how we're feeling about tomorrow. And I think uh, Misty and I both conceded that. Um, you probably have more than we do. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're probably right. You're on, you're on the ballot. Yeah, We're not on the ballot yeah. tomorrow. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the, the process. It's been an interesting uh, voting season rather than a voting day. There's been you know early voting. There's been absentee voting. There will be in-person voting for tomorrow. Uh, I think the, over, the, the, the theme that we're supposed to hear is, we're supposed to vote tomorrow, you're, or you're supposed to be part of the process. What's the, what's the process been like for you? 
You know, it's been very stressful. We've had, you know, since the middle of September, you know, in August, the last week of August, people were able to request their ballots. In the middle of September, people started getting ballots and able to vote uh, through absentee mailing. And now the past three weeks, we've been able to vote in person. Uh, so, you know, you talk to people and, you, you know, you're like, oh, please vote for me. But it's not please vote for me on November 3rd like it was last year on November 5th. It's like, well, please vote for me on or before November 3rd. I greatly appreciate your vote. <laughs> Whenever you vote, please <laughs> vote. Uh, please cast a vote in, in my favor. Uh, do you feel like that based upon what you've seen so far in the process, um, do you feel like that some of what we've done this election season is going to set precedent for future elections, even in a non-pandemic world? You know, I think we'll see more of it tomorrow evening up until Friday when we get the results in. I've had several constituents reach out to me already saying, you know, whenever Secretary Adams is having conversations with the General Assembly, can you please see about having, you know, absentee ballots in, you know, the week before the election? Because I think on election night, everyone expects to hear results. You know, we are such a society that demands things immediately. And I think that makes it really hard for us when we're having to wait up to several weeks to even find out who's going to be our president. We've always, uh, well, I shouldn't say we always, but for the last, you know, decade, 15 years, we've lamented the low vo voter turnout that we are experiencing in American elections. And I had always made a case that if you, if you could vote like American Idol, you'd get a very high percentage because you could vote from your phone. You know, I mean, it's a very successful television franchise and it enables you to vote. Now, is that a safe way to elect a president or our other leaders? I'm not making a case for that. But in a world where you can vote for your favorite person on a television show, but you have to go to a poll and elect a leader, the apathy and laziness of, the, of an American generally uh, shows up there. So maybe blending those two things or coming up with, like you said, an elongated season. But you did say one, one thing Representative Heverin there that I think um, is going to be anxious. Uh, we'll all be waiting to see. Based upon the outcome, if you don't like the outcome come tomorrow night, I think a lot of people will change their tune on how they want to do it. If they like the way that it goes, they'll be more inclined to say, yeah, let's do that again. But I think somewhere in there we have to find a compromise to allow people more than a 12-hour period to vote. Would you agree? Yeah, I do. And, you know, I know I mentioned Secretary Adams. I know he had a press conference last week that mentioned he was interested in having conversations for election changes. You know, I'm honestly, I'm not a fan of the three weeks, uh, but I do think that people should have the chance to early vote. He mentioned voting on Saturdays. I think that's a great opportunity, especially for people who work all through the week between the hours of eight and four, whenever the county clerk's office has been open to vote early. So I'm really excited this upcoming session to have those conversations and to weigh some input. I saw some uh, photography from the weekend of outside the Grayson County Courthouse, people utilizing the Saturdays and the social distancing. And so with the social distancing, it made the line look longer. You know, a person would say, well, that's halfway around the courthouse. Well, yeah, six feet apart, it doesn't take long to do that. But the fact is, it showcased Americans and Grayson Countyans utilizing a Saturday voting process, which is going to help give us probably the greatest voter turnout in American history when it's all said and done. And just out of curiosity, I, I, I uh, voted absentee and then returned my ballot to the courthouse. How are you? Are you? Have you voted already? 
So I, I have. I ended up early voting. I was going to wait until Election Day because I'm just so proud that we have 22 precincts open here in Grayson County. But, you know, in my role, I'm around a lot of people, and it made me nervous. And so, you know, I didn't want to get the phone call if you need to quarantine for 14 days and not be able to vote. Sure. So I went ahead and voted early at the courthouse. And, I mean, I was in and out within five minutes. It was wonderful. With that in mind, you know, you're talking about there's been no no door knocking. You've been really limited on what you can do. You've you had to do what we would call distance campaigning, reaching people in different ways. What has been the greatest challenge about not being able to knock on doors this season but communicate with the electorate? How have you how have you approached that? You know, I've tried to look at different types of communications. You know, I really had a large social media campaign, trying to post almost every day, getting people involved, asking questions, having conversations. I get a lot of Facebook messages. Uh, I get a lot of emails. I've also worked on mailer- mailers. You know, mailers is a great way, even if people, you know, they'll look at them for three or four seconds sometimes and throw them in the trash, except my mom. She puts them on the refrigerator. I appreciate that. Um, but, you know, at least it's a, a voter contact to let them know that I'm still on the ballot. I think that was one thing, you know, I, I wanted to special election last November, people were really confused that I'm running again, um, you know, because they didn't rec- they didn't realize that I was finishing a term and then starting a new one. And so, you know, just even when I'm out in the grocery store, I try to talk to people, safe, you know, social distancing, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just been, it's been wild, you know, just trying to talk to people any way that I can. So for those, uh, for the people that you haven't been able to reach, uh, have been able to knock on the door and listen to concerns or share ideas. What do you need them to know? What's the most important thing that you need someone to know that you've not been able to communicate with? You know, I've worked really hard since last September before I got elected to make sure that people knew who I was and that I was going to work hard for them. And that's exactly what I've delivered. During the General Assembly session this past session, I was able to bring over $26 million in road funding to Grayson County. I was able to help pass legislation that helped veterans, apprenticeships, and all sorts of different things. I was proud to vote for the pro-life bills and represent our values that we have here in Grayson County. Uh, I've been, I've worked to be very accessible. Uh, I've tried to post votes whenever we had those during session online so people knew what was going on in Frankfurt. I post a weekly column to update people. And, you know, I think the biggest thing is I promise to continue working hard and being representation of the 18th district. When the General Assembly convenes in January and again in January, and if you're part of it, are we going to have to throw the playbook out on legislature or on state government as we've known it? When you were here last time, I asked you if there were any non-COVID related issues that we could talk about, and you said there are no <laughs> there are no non-COVID nineteen related issues, and it's a very valid point, but. Are we flying blind so much on this that we're going to have to be innovative and get creative on the way we tackle this going forward? You know, I actually, things change, as we know, every day, every minute. And we are actually going to have to deal with something that is non-COVID related, and that is actually uh, sports gambling with the machines uh, in Churchill Downs. The Supreme Court came and said that you could not have slot machines in somewhere that wasn't a casino. Um, that's the gist of it. That's not the legalese of it, but that's the gist of it. So that's something we're going to have to talk about, especially whenever the horse racing industry brings so much money into Kentucky. Uh, they bring jobs. They bring uh, revenue, all sorts of things. So that's actually something we're going to have to talk about. But, you know, we're, we're working hard. The reason we have interim joint committee hearings during se- during the interim 
is so we can hear the problems going on so we're not going blindly into a session. We're, we're having lots of conversations already among ourselves of what are some things that we need to tackle immediately. Um, you know, we're having conversations on a daily basis about unemployment, how we're going to tackle that, the executive powers. And so I don't want to say we're going in blindly, but it is going to be different, especially when we don't know if we're going to have visitors in the Capitol. You know, that's a big thing during session is people come in and they visit and they advocate for their issues. And I just I don't know what that's going to look like even. You know, the old adage just follow the money and in state government eventually it goes back to the purse and the powers of the purse and are there the resources in the purse to be able to do the things that you want to do or the things that constituents ask you to do so yes there are some things that you can look at and say okay this is this is not covid this is not a covid related issue well, it is eventually because economies contribute to tax revenues, contribute to. And so it's just this complex web that you're going to have to, uh, you know, they're going to have to figure out our way. Like, how do we do our spending plan? Do we do it in shorter chunks? Do we do it in uh, like all those things are going to be uh, challenging for all of you folks that uh, are uh, going to be uh, handling that in the in the legislature. What are the are there any? What are the most important issues, including COVID, heading into the session for 2021? You know, as I mentioned, unemployment is going to be a big one. Broadband Internet is going to be a big one. Um, that's been a conversation we've been having here locally, too. And I think it's so important that we're continuing to have that. If we can help pass legislation, that only helps rural communities receive that. That's going to be a real game changer. Um, you know, as I mentioned last time, the executive branch orders, that's going to be a big topic. The biggest thing, though, is the budget. You know, we only passed a one-year budget, and so that's going to be our major focus. We've got to get that done in a 30-day session. All right, take uh, 30 seconds and tell voters what they make your make your closing argument to the voters that uh, still have votes to cast today or tomorrow. I am Samara Heverin. I'm the current 18th District State Representative. I would be honored and humbled to have your vote tomorrow or today if you're early voting. Um, let's keep Heverin in the House. I've worked hard. I'll continue to work hard and be the voice of the 18th District. Thanks for coming in. Good luck. Thank um, you. At least some of the anxiety will alleviate itself maybe in the next 36 hours. So uh, good to see you as always. Likewise. That's Samara Heverin. She's the 18th District Representative. is serving our area in the Kentucky General Assembly. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Plenty more on the way here on In the Know. So it's Movember now. I don't. I'm not an advocate for no shave November, by the way. Because I, I think, think that cuts both ways. Um, did you know sideburns are named after American Civil War General General Burnside? So uh, who is celebrated down at Burnside, Kentucky, down south of uh, Somerset, if you go down U.S. 27, you'll see uh, General Burnside uh, State Park that's there. So that's where we get he Burnside, but we got sideburns because he had those big mm-hmm. sideburns connected to a mustache. Mm-hmm. So, but, I mean, it's interesting. What would they have been called without him? Yeah. You know, we've got the Hitler mustache. We know what that is. Yeah. And so we get sideburns, though, mm-hmm. because of General Burnside. That's interesting. All I can think of is Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. There he right? is. There's General Burnside. If you're if you're watching, definitely a memorable look. 
It is a look. I, I, I'm going to advocate that Jason go for that look. I think it's solid. Me too. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Really? Said no one ever. Uh, Mariah Carey is announcing it's time for her Christmas and holiday themed. Uh, she released a video the day after Halloween, which was yesterday, and to which I say yet again another example of why Mariah Carey is crazy. It is not Christmas season. <laughs> it is Thanksgiving season. <laughs> you skipped a month. Mm-hmm. Now, she just wants people to start playing that song right. sooner. She wants her annual trip to fame because yeah. of the song that she wrote. Good song. Like yeah. the song. Sure. Doesn't mean it makes you queen of Christmas mm. and doesn't mean you get to decide that on November 1st that we have to start acting like it's Christmas because it's not. Again, it's Thanksgiving season. <laughs> I did... Uh, of in the year that Macy's says they're not allowing, they're not inviting Santa to come visit in their stores this year. Bass Pro Shop says Santa, come on. Yeah, which is just a yet another level of showing the political divide of our country. Macy's says Santa can't come here because of the COVID. Bass Pro Shop say Santa. Driving the big rig, coming into Bass Pro Shops. You won't have to miss your in-store visit with Santa this year. Bass Pro Shops, catch a fish in their big swimming tank yeah. if you want to. Yeah, get and then it. go they over and you and Santa can clean it mm-hmm. if you want to. Mm-hmm. It will work. Speaking of Macy's, Ryan Kaji will become the first YouTuber to be featured in Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. He's nine years of age. He can check off another first from his growing list of unfathomable, uh, unfathomable career accomplishments. One of the characters from his massively popular Ryan's World YouTube channel, the Red Titan, which is the name of his superhero alter ego, will debut as a giant balloon in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Well, the parade's only going to go about a block, correct? They're just turning off of Broadway onto Herald Square in front of the Macy's store. and then. Mm-hmm. So does that count as a full parade? If you don't go the entire parade route, are you really in the parade? It's Yeah, it's a mini parade. And I, I've never heard of this Red Titan. Nor have I. And yeah, and I, you've got a little one. Though. Right. Yeah, no. I, am, I do love the balloons. I'm happy there's going to be balloons. If they could just do the balloons, I'd be happy. They're going to go to a lot of trouble to blow up these balloons for a trip around the corner. Yeah, you're going to drive further to get there than you're going to march with your balloon, probably. <laughs> I mean, I think if you already had them, blow them up and go yeah. around the block and be done. I see you leave them. Like something like this, tie I've them never tree. seen before. They should tie them all to trees in Central Park. Just leave them there. <laughs> yeah, that'll work out. Chrissy, <laughs> t- yeah, I mean, you know what a canyon, a wind canyon New York City is. Sure, it'll, you, be if you visit it'll be fine. There, if you visit there in the wintertime, it'll be, it'll be great. W- walk in between two buildings yeah. and catch a 40-mile-an-hour wind in the face. It's going to be beautiful. Chrissy, so beautiful. Chrissy Teigen and John Legend are appearing on boxes of Chex cereal for the holiday season. Okay, all right. Come on. The couple is gracing the seasonal boxes of Chex cereal and offering creative ways to use the cereal for other treats. The screams of desperation. Not for them, <laughs> for Chex. Checks, checks is tired of being left out. I, Stay in your lane, checks, or you won't even get checks mixed. But I didn't, 
I didn't realize that they were being left out. I thought we they've always had a successful season when it comes to the checks mix season. Mm-hmm. Dear checks, see peeps. Maybe they should stop making the boxes of cereal and just make the pre-bagged stuff. So, do you like the Chex Mix? I love Chex Mix. Ugh. I like Chex Mix. And Chex I love mix well the, I love all their flavors. The dessert ones, the, yeah, yummy, mm-hmm. yummy. The two are featured on the front of Chex boxes, including the chocolate, rice, corn, and wheat flavors of the cereal. Each box has Chrissy and John's recipe for making a sweet Muddy Buddies mix on the back so you can follow along. Yeah, that's the name of it, Muddy Buddies. I love those, too. Uh, I don't know if she still does. My mom was always a big Jex Mix person. My, My mama sister does. sister makes it, mm. and she's really good at it. Pour the Wooster on there. Yep, and the yep, whole yep, yep. Yep. Pop, 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 mm-hmm. Onion powder. It's not too bad. Uh, I, I will tell you, I would not eat Chex Mix out of a bag, mm-hmm. but I will eat Chex Mix if my mom made it. Why won't you eat it out of a bag? I think I don't like the taste of it enough to say I'm going to choose a bag of it. Oh, okay. But if it's been made at mm-hmm. home and it's mm-hmm. a holiday thing and you go, oh, it's holidays. Yeah. And I go, okay, I'll have some Chex Mix. Do we love like trail mixes and all those things. So right. we love, we love Dave Chappelle will host his first Saturday Night Live episode after the presidential. No, will host the first episode of SNL after the presidential election. He did the same thing in 2016. Okay. Right after Election Day, the very next show, uh, Chappelle did it. So he'll get, you know. 12, 15 minutes of stand-up he'll be able to do on Saturday Night Live, to, you know, and I guess no matter the outcome. Um, by the way, D- Dave Chappelle, I, I told you this about David Letterman's show. Um, the uh, Lizzo, I'm not sure why she was there, but I, but I like Lizzo. I enjoyed the Kim Kardashian one. The Robert Downey Jr. one was meh. Dave Chappelle, you really get a feel for Dave Chappelle yeah. in this interview with David Letterman. I mean, it pulls back the character of mm-hmm. Dave. Like, pulls back the Chappelle show person. It gets down to the person of Chappelle and his ideology and his success and all this stuff. So, um, it's worth, worth your it. it's worth your time. Come play leads the box office this weekend with three point one million dollars. Honest Thief was at two. The War with Grandpa is at three. Tenet is four. The Empty Man is at five. And I was saddened to awake on Saturday morning to learn. That my favorite and the best Bond of all time, Sean Connery, has gone on in at age 90. But he set the mold. He He's the first Bond on, in the movies and the best. Everybody else just trying to imitate the way that Sean Connery did it. So uh, rest in peace, Sean. Got to get to a break. Come back. Finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. For nearly six years. point to ponder for today. It is plan your epitaph day today. Misty, have you planned yours? I have planned some special things for those who decide to attend my funeral. Yeah. But not necessarily at the top yet. Yeah. Will there be like some type of song and dance production? There's going to be a whole video production. I will do a song and dance at the beginning to open and close. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking mine is going to say, I told you I was sick. Yeah. That, no, my headstone's going to say that. I told you I had allergies. Your perfume <laughs> killed me. Your perfume yeah. killed me. Yeah. Karen. Beads, yours could say, um, 
Oh, I've given some thought to mine, but I'm not you, ready to share. I told you my feet were killing me, but no one believed me. It's all fun and games. Yep. I guess it's possible. <laughs> I read this one. I thought it was... <laughs> I was hoping for a pyramid. You know, the, when Steam? Egyptians died, when Pharaohs died, oh. you know, they got a pyramid as their as their tomb or their yeah. their their monument. So, like, on my headstones, I was hoping for a pyramid. Oh, that's good. Have you watched the new Netflix series on the uncovered tomb in Egypt? I have not. It's good. It's not a series. I'm sorry. It's a documentary. It's, it's really good if you're into uh, Egyptian history. Yeah. I am. Um, by the way, I'm concerned a little bit about... Sounds like there could be some variation in the the turkey season, the turkey hunting this year. Mm, okay. Um, like in the woods or at the supermarket? One stat <laughs> shows that 43, you may have to resort to the woods. Uh, one stat shows that 43% of shoppers plan to celebrate Thanksgiving with only those in their household, but an increase is predicted in demand for alternatives, including ham, pork, roast, and seafood. Uh there apparently are going to be plenty of whole turkeys, but there also will be more turkey breasts to accommodate shoppers who don't want to cook a whole bird. So that could be good. Mm-hmm. Some pl- some suppliers say they decided to harvest some turkeys earlier this year in order to offer smaller birds. Mm. That's just wrong. You know, yeah. at Christmas they do that ham-shaped spam. Maybe they should do a turkey-shaped spam. That would be fun. Maybe. You've never seen this? No. It literally on the can. It's this big. Where's my camera? And it says ham-shaped spam. It's true. Mm-hmm. I like ham. Oh, and it comes and with I the, like spam. Yeah, it comes with a key that would, you know, wind up a car. <laughs> a toy car. Today's okay. highlight. Oh, I forgot to tell you on television Smart tonight. Car. Dancing with the Stars is on television tonight. Also, The Price is Right at night. The Good Doctor <laughs> season four premiere on ABC and on Bravo, the season eight premiere of Below Deck. So they tricked me into watching uh, five minutes of one episode of Below Deck. When mm-hmm. I saw it advertised on television, mm-hmm. I thought, hey, I could like this. I like ships. I like sailboats. Mm-hmm. I like yachts. This will sure. be an opportunity to learn what living on a yacht might be like. Okay. And then come to find out it was just reality crap and oh. who wants to Zoom who and... Oh. You know, one of those shows where basically they have to find a way to clip your microphone onto you because you're not wearing enough yeah, to wear yeah. a microphone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you all tricked me. This is just, this is, this Horses is. Horses on a boat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And not a strip mine to spare. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1976, former Georgia Governor Jimmy Carter became the first candidate from the Deep South since the Civil War to be elected president as he defeated incumbent Gerald Ford. In 1783, General George Washington issued his farewell address to the Army near Princeton, New Jersey. That was in 1783. Really good song in Hamilton about uh, Washington's farewell, too, by the way. Mm -hmm. In 1889, North Dakota and South Dakota became the 39th and 40th states with the signing of proclamations by President Benjamin Harrison. 2016, ending a championship drought that had lasted since 1908, the Chicago Cubs won the World Series. Birthdays today, Pat Buchanan is 82. Stephanie Powers is 78 today. David Schwimmer is 54 today. Oh, wow. wow. Ross Geller, 54. By the way, if you want to go really deep cut on David Schwimmer, he was in an episode or two of The Wonder Years. 
You're right, he, he was. Pay really close attention to catch yeah. him, but he was Holy, in the Wonder yeah, Years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nellie is 46 today, and country singer Erica Joe is 34 today. I know an Erica Joe song. Okay. I thought it was clever. She did that song, I Break Things. Yeah, I love that song. Which, when I heard it, I always mm-hmm. thought, yeah. that's clever. That's a clever turn of phrase. I think it's her only song. She was a one-hit Excuse wonder. Excuse me. I, I said that. it incorrectly. It was Thangs. I Break, break Thangs, things. she yeah. said. Yeah. Gone but not forgotten. Daniel Boone, born this date in 1734. Marie Antoinette, born this date in 1755. 11th U.S. President James Polk was born this day in 1795. 29th President Warren G. Harding was born this date in 1865. You want chart toppers? Sure. You, you want chart topper? <laughs> Let's go to 1961. Every morning at the mine, you could see him arrive. He stood six foot six and weighed 245, kind of broad at the shoulder and narrow at the hip. And everybody knew you didn't give no lift to Big John. Sounds ominous. Big John. Big John. Big Bad John. I opted for that in over uh, <clears throat> Run Around Sue by Dion. I like that one much better. Yeah, me too. You like Run Around Sue better? Oh, I love it. It's on my I'm the type of guy. Mm-hmm. I love Dion. Mm-hmm. Keep away from running around Sue. 1970. Just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. See, that's why I couldn't, Suzanne. Suzanne, the plan is run around Sue. I, I couldn't double dip on the Sue's. Gotcha. Yeah. Sue too many. A Sue too many. A Monday morning full of Sue's is hard. And then. If a boy named Sue had been in there, we'd yeah. have been in trouble. Yeah. We've got a world full of Karens. We would have gone we back in time. We'd had three, three Sues in the chart toppers. We'd have gone back in time. Just like Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't summon right? whatever we finally got to sleep over the weekend. Now the Halloween's gone. <laughs> don't summon it with Sues. <laughs> you guess to, guess to be careful. Let's Woo! go to uh, 1979 was the year. Today's chart topper from 79. Larry Gatlin and the Gatlin Brothers. Of course, Larry Gatlin and Gatlin Brothers in Bowling Green just a few weeks ago. It's somebody else's name. So if you're dreaming about California, it don't matter at all where you played before. California's a brand new game. Missy, my mother asked me about the uh, incident with your new friend that you found in your office last week. Mm-hmm. And she <laughs> thought perhaps that I was to blame. Because historically, I will bring or I have brought our outdoor mm-hmm. planters into the office mm-hmm. for winter storage. Mm-hmm. And she thought if I had done that, I may have had a hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. And I thought, good theory, Mom, but I have not brought the outdoor planters in yet, so it wasn't specifically mm-hmm. me. But if that were to be the case, would I not be the ultimate one to blame because they're my plants? Um, well, I mean, I could have found a different storage place for them, so no, <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't. I, 1988. Oh, this is where I was over the weekend. Mm-hmm. The, uh, do the Beach Boys live there? Mm-hmm. I hope so. Mm-hmm. 
Indiana. I mean, I figured you would know if the Beach Boys live in Kokomo, Indiana. It is possible. There is a house down on the end of the street that they really love their pull toys and things, and they're mm-hmm. still scattered. It could be that's where they are. All right. Stop knocking on the door next time. 1997, Leanne Rimes, How Do I Live, number one. In 2006, Hinder was number one with Lips of an Angel. I'm okay if I never hear that song again. Uh, Nickelback Far Away was all the other choice. That was terrible. (laughs) JoJo Too Little Too Late was all right in 2006. And five years ago today, Justin Bieber was number one with What Do You Mean? Hey, I went back and caught his uh, performance on SNL. I've shared it with a lot of people. I love it. Love the song. Downloaded it. I thought it was uh, really brave of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chance you, the rapper. Yeah, it's. I, I need to go back and watch that too. It's, it was uh, really good. He did. Uh, he did a good thing. Uh, MB's pearl of wisdom for today: Don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. Don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Misty Thomas, for Beach, I'm